3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
4: Daddy Long shout out to Real
3: Life
1: Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. Yeah,
4: you know what the... To to find that
3: uh, uh, better, um, I think the key there Daryl cat, Daryl cat, Daryl cat, Daryl cat. I just lost my train of thought. Oh my God, another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Not a soul in this room will be surprised if Dave Tippett is hired as the new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers this week. How is this such a badly kept secret? I guess it, they couldn't officially
5: make the announcement until, like, he actually said yes. So, like, everyone knew he was the only guy they're talking to, uh, but obviously details weren't ironed out, and that's why it's been it's been kind of lingering, but it's been a foregone conclusion.
1: I thought uh, Gregor had an interesting tweet today about why the announcement is tomorrow, that the NHL doesn't want teams who are not playing making announcements on game days during the Cup Final. That's why there's Presser will be tomorrow, just in case you are wondering. Signed, Jason Gregor. Interesting.
5: Hey, you know... We have lives too. We have to get our news and yeah. dish it out whenever the hell we want. True. I don't care that St. Louis Blues or Boston Bruins are going to win the Stanley Cup.
3: It'd be amazing if they brought out three coaching candidates online on like a stage, like on a podium. And then they gave them all like draft cards, like when they do the draft <laughs> card lottery chalmers. And then they all turn the fucking cards over and only one has an Oilers logo and that's the coach. <laughs> I'd yeah. like to see
1: some kind of gladiator type battle. Cool. Where they have to fight it out for the job. Yeah. Who really wants it? Who's three guys, shape?
3: three podiums, then two trap doors just drop. Yes. And then the guy still staying there, has a job, and no one knows going Yeah, on. like like in, uh, what was that, Most Extreme
5: Elimination Challenge? Amazing show. You know, they'd have the, so they have competitors <laughs> They'd all run to a wall that had doors. Yeah. Three of them were painted, and one you could run through. <laughs> yeah. So the one that you could run through is the coach, the other one just go. You know, doing,
2: you know who's doing a lot of that stuff this, these days is Ellen on her show. She does things where she, like, rockets Who? people out. Ellen. Oh. Yeah. My wife watches it all the time. I stumble That's in for right. the guest for the she's got a good show. She but is. uh she does things where people like will get thrown out by like a crane or something oh. or fall very far.
5: It's like Super Dave Osborne reincarnated. Yeah.
3: R.I.P. When I was little watching Super Dave, I always thought it was real. Oh yeah. And I was like, "Man, I'm little at this story." I am like, "Damn that guy just got his head removed." Uh, that was a disturbing show to each Yeah, Dave got banged he up. He just passed away. Yeah, I know. Oh, rest in
2: peace. Can somebody tell me why there was a week between the cup final and the end of last season, uh, last series? They always do this?
5: They always there are always a little bit of time in between. Remember when we I've like uh, forgotten about it. You at guys this went point. to Mexico. Remember right? in 06? We we <clears throat> squeezed in a whole Mexico <clears throat> trip basically. Oh yeah, Oilers. we got there the last game at the yeah. seventh game
2: of the conference final. And then they played their first game the well, day we, after the got day, back, we or got back. Two home. days after we got back. Yeah.
5: How so, you had
3: how you had the drinking stamina. To do a cup run, then squeeze in a trip to Mexico, uh, then come back for the finals. Yeah. Fighting fit,
2: you're fighting fit. That was amazing.
5: you are
3: young, didn't even feel a hangover.
2: Are you gonna watch the cup finals? Are you gonna Not, watch? No, the games? I don't give well, a
3: shit. Well, yeah, hey, I
5: am excited. Yeah, I'm like watch I said, them. You I bet, bet on, on both? Teams, I bet on four horses to win the cup before the playoffs oh, started. Oh yes, and you said one is St. Louis. Two of them are in the final.
2: Which so, one gets stands? you? St. Louis must give you better odds. Way more money. Yeah, so,
5: yeah. I, so. Boston was my hedge, so I think I come up like ten bucks if Boston wins, and I win like eighty if. Uh, you should
2: never tell people what you stand to win. Then they think, you, then they realize what you're betting. Make them feel like you've got a G on there, bud.
5: Well, I know I, I don't like to lie. There's. Uh, you don't you have, have
2: to lie. lie. You just don't it, say anything. These twelve people. How many trust notches me? you got? Hey, speaking of lying.
3: Yeah, exactly. See? Speaking of lying.
2: Yeah. You asked me if you could say it on the podcast. What? I looked at you and said, I don't think I want to do it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah.
3: The
2: One Bs? I simply said that to you guys because I wanted to give you let you inside my life,
5: yeah. not tell so that come, you could
2: run home to comes, my wife
5: comes, and tell her the truth. Well, we didn't run home. It was the hour well, of of pod,
2: podcast. It about I couldn't believe 12, it, Charlie. I was about twelve friends. I listened back. I, listened, I listened back to it because I wanted to see exactly how it came out. Oh yeah, and belligerently, you tried to help. Thank you were you. like, and yeah. you, and I'm you trying know. to help. You've got a problem, trouble. I do I'm not. So, I'm let trying me, to help you with your problem. Then let me give you the whole story, okay? I had been. Not even really thinking about it. I'd been glad that I'd been Red Bull free. Uh-huh. On that Tuesday, I had a weekend that I was, I was, on Tuesday morning, I woke up and I was really, really tired. And I thought to myself, I haven't really been thinking about this. I would like to do a little test, it was an experiment. <laughs> It's like this being is how a scientist when they start doing crackheads. So, so now I he's went. So, yeah. no, this is not a justification. This is the truth, and this is well, at the end you'll understand. It sounds like a guy being caught into catch
3: a predator <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, no, no. I was just here to tell so the about kids about about the of The <laughs> internet. <laughs> I don't
2: know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish, and I'll tell you what
5: actually happened.
2: Well, just hold From on. My You're, perspective. Okay, fair enough. So then Tuesday, I have it. Doesn't do anything. It was super cold. I like the taste. I went. Okay, they're good still. It didn't do anything, so what's the point? It didn't do anything. What were you expecting to have happen? Just a, like a jolt of energy. I you didn't I get a jolt a of energy? I, I was... I, I had, uh, No, I didn't at all. Okay. I went back to work, and I just was like... was like, I didn't even drink it. Was was like out of water. So on Thursday, I was walking through the Home Depot, as I do, and they sell them there, and I went, I'm going to have one more. I'm going to do one more <laughs> test. <laughs> and That was the day of the can that I left in my truck. And yeah, was I little worried that my lady would find the can yes and I did drive to a husky and put it in the garbage can I love but that. once again this That's one not then not 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 wasn't not. as cold it was a law of diminishing returns I was not pumped by it so I basically said to myself I'm not gonna have any more this is why I was what, comfortable in coming past? in on Tuesday how did how did Jay find out like <clears throat> oh, when, when I came in to do the podcast with you guys oh and then we had to scrub and then it. we had to we, yeah, we didn't I mean. end up doing it um I said it I told Jay And you know, well, he comes in and first thing
5: he says, "Oh boys, I caved in and had two Red Bulls last week." I'm like, "Okay." Jay's taking notes. Well, throw Chalmers under. Wow. Yeah. So, so
2: I'm like, "Ooh," and we're we're like, "Ooh." I'm like, "Well, we need to, we need to, we need to share this with the audience." Yeah. Yeah. No. And i you know what? And that's I was I wanted to talk it out with you guys to see how it would come across, but because we were having so much like there was bees buzzing, there was a bunch of people in here. The conversation really never got off the ground, and all Jay heard was "sell out, my buddy." Yeah, to yeah. his wife. So Big here's time. the here's the funny part about this. Aaron texts me like, "I know when the show goes live because it comes onto our group text." Oh, it awesome. texts me about an hour later and goes, "Did you do the podcast?" And I'm like, "No, no, I, I didn't do it because they had to do it today and I couldn't do it today." She's like, "Oh, okay." And I'm just like, oh, for <laughs> sake. No, it just and uh, it's gonna be uh, sting." <laughs> and, and it's gonna be one of those <laughs> where she's like she's like I'm gonna let him tell me. And I, so now I'm sitting here going, okay, so do I just tell her? I'll be like, I know what's happening. So I get home and I'm like, do you have a couple mentions? Say anything? And she's like, well, I did. I had one. Somebody <laughs> just sent me a can of Red Bull. So I thought maybe you guys talked about it on the podcast. Huh, well. And I was like, send me that person's name. I would like it. <laughs> and number two, this is why. Who did talk- it? Who ratted you out with that tweet? You know, I don't remember. I don't remember. But they just basically, there was a couple more Good after Samaritan. that. But it was, it was just literally a can of Red Bull. Tagged to her. I do like the execution of that tweet. <laughs>
1: yeah, just a can
5: of Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. Not Domino.
2: Just like just our, our Insta post. Post. See, That just guy me. wanted to be like a snitch and involved, but like not really put his head out there too far. Exactly, well, and not that's actually like, snitch. No, you did all that. Yes. Yeah. I will own it, and I'm fine with it. You know what? I'm totally fine with it because I said to her, "I'm like, she knows me." If they, I, that's like the top three thousand worst things you've ever done. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot worse. Yeah, and, and um, I know
3: this is a solvable problem. That's why
5: I'm going to yes. be on the so, side of help solving I just it. Wanted, I, I'm so not I, an enabler.
2: In my worst, I was drinking two a day. Two of the normal cans, maybe sometimes a small and a big can. I went to the doctors just to have like an, like an my knee looked at or something, and he takes your blood test, your, or your blood pressure. And I was averaging like 92 over like 148. I don't know what that means. That's bad. Oh. You should be at like... 80 over 120, right? And so he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, this might be the Red Bulls. So that's when it was like, that was like late November. It was when I decided to stop drinking. It was December. I went back to the doctor two and a half months after Red Bulls, all three of them, 79 over 180. Nice. Yeah, buddy. So he was like, what'd you do? What'd you change? And I'm like, I stopped over drinking Red Bulls. Over just, just, you said over 180. <clears throat> oh, sorry. I mean, 79, over, one, 79 over 120. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, right there, I was like, "Okay, these things—they don't do anything. They're just fuck chock full of sugar." Anyways, we're done with it. I'm not drinking anymore. I posted on. Thank our you Insta. for being such a real friend, Jr. You're Next welcome. time, just drive to our house and tellers for Christ's sake. <laughs> no, no, it's Get a skywriter. No, no, what? <laughs> a skywriter. <laughs> I put it on the social. at real life,
3: and I found a really what I thought was an arty photo of a Red Bull can. You gotta help me here in the socials, Chalmers. You like, um, I'll put no, something man. and I'll call you out at Smegorowski, mm-hmm. and you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like motherfucker. I'm trying to get some chatter going. There's me, whiskey woman, Brad stepanko and that is it.
2: In I know. The goddamn and you know, at least three or four people sent me building questions, and I looked at them. And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get back to that." Yeah, didn't
3: consistency. I yes. know. I, do you know treatment. what, guys?
2: I, I'm new at this, and I'm I'm not like I'm not that active on there. I overthink everything I'm gonna say for one <laughs> thing, and I just get myself into like a rabbit hole where I'm just like, you know what? Now I'm too far in it. I'm just going to go I'll come back to it in a bit and then I sit on the crapper and play Candy Crush. Here's
3: so. the trick to socials and in making content. You just shoot it out, man. You just fucking hit it and oh. quit it. Yeah. Okay. And if it comes out terrible, you can do it. I will be yeah, don't, better this week. I've never I never delete spelling mistakes. I never delete errors. Like I just See, it's, but it's, that's it's, the thing. Is if somebody
2: comes back at me with a spelling mistake, like, oh, like yeah, if I write right. your without Who a R E a and they Fuck them. No, because my natural reaction is to go back and be like, "You're a fucking loser." Don't fucking do use that. Spelling. Now you got engaged. Yeah, but then they're <laughs> like, "You <laughs> know what?" I would listen to this podcast, and I don't really like that way that guy talked to me. Anymore. Every
3: single person you tell off will be your biggest fan. <laughs> okay. I promise you. <laughs> All right, because right? you'll do it in a funny way. Having said that, Tyler Yamchuk's in here, our new producer, and he was fucking playing the episode while we were sitting here. Here's my issue, Tyler. I know I sound like an off-brand <laughs> Seth Rogen because an Icelandic drag queen told me that once to my face. You mm-hmm. sound like Seth Rogen, but shitty. Okay. And now I heard myself. And now I'm in my own fucking head about how I sound. Okay. So okay. <laughs> that's all I had to say. Okay. I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate you working on the show because I sound like an off-brand, off-brand Seth Rogen. And I start all my stories with, so. Okay, wait. And that's so fucking annoying to listen to. And I apologize. But I, that's how you could... Ch-
0: sorry. I can't tell if you're complimenting my producing <laughs> skills or telling me that I need to edit your voice more. I'm no, saying thank don't you for not it.
3: evicting me from the show.
0: Oh. I don't <laughs> well. like how
3: I sound. I've never listened to a podcast once. Like, I've never listened to this show. You, sh- you should.
5: Uh, I know because I used to not like how I sound because you sound completely different. In your own on, head. On the, on your, it's because of the bones in your ears. I looked at it. Yeah, yeah, the ear bones. And uh, But you then you get it over it and then you're like, yeah, that's how I sound. And then you just kind of like, it's like an, it just you don't think about it anymore. Oh. Nobody oh. really loves
0: the way they sound. Bet your Beyonce no. does.
2: I'm not gonna lie to you, the first time I listened to it, I was actually quite surprised at how nice <laughs> I sounded. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, but anyways, if you listen to it, at least you can like realize what your ticks are. That if they annoy you, yeah. they might annoy somebody else. Well, they
3: probably do, man. And if I really listen to it too much, I'll just quit the show. Hmm. I got to just talk it. Yeah, host Shoot. opening. Well, <laughs> well, it's like you and the socials chalmers, right? <laughs> you got to just yeah. say it, and <laughs> yeah. you got to get the fuck out. And so I'm just going to make these podcasts. I think we're on like 138. Something like that. Yep. Nice. Still haven't heard a full show.
1: Uh, 123 today.
3: Oh, oh wow. Oops. Just a couple off. Oh, oh, yeah. Math. Speaking of interesting shit that happened, Noah Gregor wins the WHL. Yeah. That was a great photo of Gregor posted of being on the ice. With great photo. His, his bro. I call Gregor, and in my mind, like, four <laughs> days has gone by since they won the dub. And I'm like, Gregor, I'm so proud of Noah. He's a good kid. Led Second in the team in scoring. Like, mm-hmm. win the dub. They're going to do great in the Mem Cup. Don't you worry. <laughs> Gregor's like, Mem Cup's over. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> what? Why, why was what there happened? No, why was there no break between the WHL Finals and the Mem Cup? He's like, they don't do it like that. They already lost. Like, hmm. Well, it's still a great thing to win the WHL. I was embarrassed. He's like, you really don't know anything, do you? Like, nope. That's good like for a, him, though. That is yeah. good
5: for him. To win in PA, they hadn't won in 34 years. Yeah, they won it in PA. That would have been amazing to be in a building like because they have a small rink. That would have been. Guys are bringing in ladders. You hear about this? Uh, no.
3: Guy brings in, and this is obviously like allowed, but then uh. he brought in a 20 foot step ladder because he was in standing room uh. so he could watch on the ladder. Oh, and they nice. let him do it the whole time. Sasky.
2: Are we sure this was a 20 foot ladder?
3: That's what Gregor said in his post.
2: Jesus. Those are hard, kind of awkward to carry around.
3: Maybe I was wrong. Chalmers? Jesus, F, I don't know. Most ladders all.
2: are like six, eight feet.
3: Well, he's at 20. But maybe oh. maybe it's not as big your ladder is, Chalmers. Maybe, maybe it's can you high swing up. it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Good for him, though. I mean, if you win the WHL in PA, I think he scored the winner. He might have. He, uh, he, he had
0: a good playoffs. Uh, Dante Hanoon got the game winner okay. in game seven. Oh.
3: Okay. But Noah had, like, an amazing um, WGL w- finals correct? Yeah, he Rem was really Chuck good. strikes again with yeah, uh, his truth bomb uh, No, hold on, hold on. I, watch and I, I, watch I watched
0: that. him a lot because I'm at every Oil Kings game. Yeah. Um, and obviously those two teams went head-to-head in the Eastern Conference final. Yeah. Um, and he dominates the Oil Kings every time he's here. He's, like, one of the best players on the ice. It was a really good steal for San Jose in the draft.
2: I knew I recognized you from somewhere. Me and you at every Oil Kings game together. Mm-hmm. A couple, couple of fans. I would see you. I would <laughs> see you and I would What's go, bro? that guy and I, they're going to become best friends. <laughs> go to I- Oil Kings games together. I remember going to watch Noah in
3: like first year bantam with Gregor. Yeah. And that seemed like a 20 minutes ago. And, he, and I was like, so how's the kid going to do? He's like, he's going to go in the draft. I'm like, okay. Okay, Will. Okay. I've got a Noah Gre-
5: signed Noah Gregor Moose Joe Warriors jersey. Yeah. That's, that's when he actually mattered to me. He's
2: gotten better every year, though. Is it bad that I was surprised knowing that a relative of Gregor's was good at hockey? His brother's really good at hockey, yeah. too. Oh, Colin really Gregor. Played in the
3: he played in the He won a national championship. He won yeah, a Memorial Cup in Portland.
2: I he believe. truck,
3: back me up. Yeah. What, what was
2: JG doing as a kid then? Colin Gregor? Yelling Walk, about it. Talk, yeah, yeah, he was talking, the stand. Talking into yeah. his Walkman. Colin, catch <laughs> to the board. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, he was at the game with an unplugged microphone.
2: Yeah,
5: <laughs> yelling. Yeah, interviewing
3: the, the crowd. The best was at Gregor's wedding. I was like hanging out. At the, he put me at a table with a bunch of his high school buddies. And I'm like, so what was Gregor like before he was Gregor? They're like, no, no, this is how he's been. We used to call him intercom <laughs> in high school because he was always talking like he was on the intercom makes sense yeah it does make sense i'm pretty sure colin gregor won the ciau championship but we don't know anything about this portland business well but anyway his point okay. is the family's got a lot of hockey pedigree hmm. and gregor does too as a sports broadcaster let's be real let's be fucking real how are we doing for time anybody know anything about time going to need anything about time it's time
2: yeah, all relative rough weekend so i'm not really yeah, sure no, what day it is even. i'm surprisingly
5: feeling good from the weekend but that's uh, another conversation
2: mm-hmm. how about that moby apology
3: yeah, swift. Well, wow. it took him a couple days. It took him 30 years from where I sit, 20
2: years. I mean, what kind of, you know when you say that thing and it kind of like, cages, like catches traction and you're like, the whole time you just know this is not going to be good for you? The world has changed fundamentally
3: in the last, well, since the Trump presidency. Yeah. Right? Like the reaction to Donald Trump as the president is going to move the world in such a progressive way because like Me Too wouldn't have happened were it not for this. Mm-hmm. The whole witch hunt in Hollywood shooing all these Pervos out into the...
2: How does light. that relate to Moby being doing what I no, think no, no, would no. be one of the most pathetic things well, in the world and that is c- claiming you dated somebody. Yes, and them people saying, do no. this shit all the time no. and
3: being a creep show on a chick 20 years ago. And then if that comes out down the road, pre-Me Too movement, people are just like, whatever.
2: But do you not know how the internet works, Moby? If when you say that you dated Natalie Portman, there's a probably 99% chance she's going to find out. Buddy, he wrote <laughs> a song about dating Natalie Portman.
3: Imagine being Natalie Portman and being 20 and having porcelain come out and being a number one hit about Moby claiming he's dating you. That is some <laughs> creepy fucking shit. I am also dating Natalie Portman. <laughs> yeah. for the record. You are not yeah. you liar I'm and I will on, cut you.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm bad on social media. I know how this works better than Moby, I think. I
3: think that I think the world's not headed in a bad direction. I think people are not putting up with this type of shit anymore.
2: It's good. I think it's also fun to call out a guy like Moby. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. For dating yeah. a M- like M-M M-M did it the Without Me video. I needed oh. you last week for that one,
3: Chalmers. Remember? No. Remember the Without oh, Me video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he's dressed like Moby and then he throws yeah. Moby. What was out their the whole window? beef
2: about? I don't even remember that.
3: Well, Moby called him for loser. And the way they went. Eminem was beefing with everyone at that time. That's oh, how yeah. you sell records, man. 50 Cent. Everyone out. Yeah. Let's take a break. Speaking of selling records, no, it doesn't make any sense. Back after this. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call JAPA Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at JAPA Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, JAPA Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at JapaMachinery.com. JAPA Machinery Group. Join the family. I came out wanting to talk about Dave Tippett being the coach of the Oilers. I started the podcast, Chalmers, hard, on topic.
2: Yeah, and I did my best to get you off it.
3: Dave Tippett, the words <laughs> no sooner left my mouth than we took a left-hand <laughs>
2: turn and tripled the speed of the car. This is that portion of the podcast where you want to push that little circle with the arrow with the 30 on it. Probably talk about Tippett for, what, a couple minutes?
3: Yeah. Okay. Oh, you want people to fast-forward through actual Oilers news on an Oilers-ish <laughs> podcast? <laughs> I mean, it's Dave Tippett. It's a coach. I think it's a good step, man. Dave Tippett is a player's coach. He's a good dude. Good dude. Good communicator. Yeah. Was able to
5: take a team that sucked and make them somewhat relevant in Arizona.
3: Very, very off-the-board pick, I think, in terms of, like, old boys club connections. This is Ken Holland, isn't it?
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, This, would, uh, this is totally Ken Holland. Uh, so, we're seeing, you know, guys go out the door and guys come in the door. So, this is good, and I think... From a culture perspective, I'm liking the the pluses and minuses.
3: When you say culture, you mean Cardi B and offset the baby? Exactly. Right.
0: Okay. You the reason start? I'm a little bit worried about like the Holland and the Tippet thing is just because this isn't this the same hype of Shirelli and McClellan, right? Like they promised us they'd do these interviews for everyone and you know Bob Nicholson said, you know, for the first time in this organization's history, we're gonna interview for our vacancies. But then they interview people and then they just threw the job to Holland because he wanted it, and then with Tippett, yeah, they interviewed other people, but the whole time it was like, "But if Dave Tippett wants it, it's his job. If we can agree to terms with him, it's his job." So I'm a little bit worried that maybe it stinks a little like Shorelli and McClellan 2.0. But I mean, you're hoping they're just a little bit more competent, I suppose. But I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm like so pessimistic about the Oilers right now, what? and like, why so nervous See, about the, the next couple you're, of you're,
5: years? You're 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 trying to apply logic to Oilers
0: fandom. Yeah,
5: we are deliriously optimistic about every move we make. But I actually think this time we're getting it right.
0: I, and I really hope we are because, like, when Shirely and McClellan came around, there was so much excitement because that was the year McDavid was coming. And it was like this breath of fresh air. These high-end candidates coming in to join McDavid Remember and all how this. how many
3: high-fives we had that summer? Uh,
0: 20. Record-setting. And now it's, well, I, I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but if Holland and Tippett don't work, it's going to be at the point where we're going is at the end of the McDavid era in Edmonton, right? Like, the the stakes I feel like are a lot higher right now. Mm-hmm. When the
3: actual fuck invented what? Huh? The end of the McDavid era in Edmonton.
0: If they go through these next five years with Ken Holland and they only make the playoffs once and they're still just a dumpster fire, I oh, think the question cool. yeah, is. That's not going to happen. I think right now the question's not legitimate. And obviously, no. he wants to be here and play Seven out his contract. More years of his contract. Yeah, it? but five five more years of Holland with them not doing anything. Then I think the conversation becomes legitimate. How the hell so are that's they why I'm a little nervous. Five
3: more years of nothing. That's
0: impossible. They just had thirteen years of. Once. Yes,
3: but now they have 200 point men in the same team. They've got enough of a core now that as these bad contracts expire in the next year or two, three years, building a bottom six and still some depth on D. I, I,
0: I just think there's reasons to be a little bit nervous about this. Well, obviously, it hasn't gone mm-hmm. very
3: well in the last 30 odd years, uh, 15, but I'm not that worried about it. I think that there's no, I think that Cirelli had to make some spectacular fumbles to get the team to the position it was in. I think Holland's just a pro. He's been doing it for so long. I don't think he's gonna fucking make one for one deals and a bunch of other dumb signings of guys that are offboard. Brandon Manning's of the world and shit. I don't think he's gonna do that stuff.
1: Shirelli was fantastic at being terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's almost impressive how bad his series of moves were towards the end. I mean, it's a low bar for Holland to clear. I
3: still don't understand the Costigan signing.
1: No, of course. Every
3: not. day that goes by, I'm more puzzled by it. It's not to say he's bad. But just like, was that a Trelli deal where he's like a dead corpse flailing, and he's just like, ah, sign him to a three-year deal, or was the was there a crew running the team at that point, and they're like, hey, let's make a move and show everybody how competent we remain? Well,
1: I mean, it didn't help that uh, Bob Nicholson changed his answer about how that contract went down about three, four times yeah. over yeah. the yeah. last few months too. Yeah. So, oh well,
3: well, I like how he was. I mean, and again, Bob Nicholson, great guy, I'm sure as a human being, sure. but just slightly peeved at him professionally. Um, why is he handing out I know he's the vice president of the IHF so I know why he's handing out world championships medals yeah. but, but it's the timing why is he handing exactly. out world championship medals <laughs> why and Why is he shaking Darnell Nurse's hand like sorry that you're here again like fuck you
1: yeah I thought that was weird too yeah Dan posted the clip on weathers Nation's uh, Instagram page yesterday and I was just like huh it's
2: odd. huh you guys are severely testing my craving for a Red Bull right yeah, now. Yeah, did you
3: just open gum on the yeah, air? Yeah, you know, I'm, <laughs> I say I'm, a, I'm fidgety,
5: so I grab things, I do things. Do, you, like, do yeah you, do you, do you. I think, uh, no, I think no, everyone heard no, me no, open no, the no, pack here. there.
3: It's a good brand, too. If they don't pay, you don't say, though, Bag Milk. You of know. course <laughs> not. You know what I'm saying? It's Oodle <laughs> Noodle brand gum. Oh,
4: yeah. delicious. i have 10 boxes, please. hmm mm-hmm.
1: Well. It's going to be interesting to see what Dave Tippett does, though, because I was reading an article somewhere by someone, and uh, I think it was Ray Whitney. Maybe, it doesn't matter who it was, but he was talking about when he went to visit, or maybe Shane Don't. doesn't matter, going to see Dave Tippett afterward, after he was let go from wherever. And there was a line of guys, former players that were there to talk to him and say hi and where. It yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. So no, when when Tippett coached in Dallas and then yes, went yes, to Arizona, Arizona played Dallas on the road or whatever the hell. And after the game, there was a line of Stars players outside of Tippett's office to talk to Tippett.
3: Wow, that's a...
5: Player
1: coach. Yeah. Might be nice. These millennials, they need a soft touch. You know they do. Mm-hmm. Maybe Dave
2: Tibbetts, that soft touch. He's got a great He's hug. Hell of Strong hug. He just looks like a hard-ass, though.
0: Did McClellan also have the label of a player's coach, though, right? Like, I mean, he wasn't like a Hitchcock level the I other way, but...
2: That. Okay,
0: yeah, whatever then. He's no, no, right. I agree. Everything no, sure. will work out. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is, is good. Mike. Hold
3: on, let me, let me deal with it. Yeah, no, you're right. I think that, though, don't learn the wrong lesson, right? So don't learn the wrong lesson from Chia and McClellan. Like, McClellan's a good coach. He just inked five years in L.A. If you're like, oh, man, all of our problems are because of our good player coaches that come in on the player's side. I think the coach has to coach the lineup he's given. I agree. Clearly, (laughs) McClellan got fucked around by Mr. Harvard, man. So if, if if our bar for coaches is like McClellan, I think mm-hmm. we'll be okay as long as our bar for GMs isn't like Chia.
0: Yeah, and I remember the story that me and Dustin Nielsen were told earlier in the year where uh, someone who was in the Oilers organization said Shirelli went to McClellan's coaching staff like two years ago and was like, I'm acquiring Brandon Manning from Philadelphia. And McClellan and his staff looked at him and said, no, you're not because we're not going to play him. And then as soon as McClellan was fired, in comes Brandon Manning, so I do think that and history
3: proved him correct. Brandon yeah. Manning is a Vezina candidate. Oh yeah, no,
5: like I always like McClellan. He got exactly. He had to play the hand he was dealt. And Now that I hear that, it just makes me even more upset. But then there's also the whole thing of um, who did he save? Oh Bouchard.
0: Yeah, he right? did.
5: Really like, wanted Bouchard to stay, and, and McClellan just stopped playing him, forced him to sit down. McClellan was a good coach, man. Yeah,
0: I do, and I, I agree with yeah. that. Like I think it, it probably would have been unanimous if you would have asked people. In December this year, who do you want to see go? They did. McClellan yeah. or Shirelli? We and it was, did, and they did. It was and, Chia, 5-1. Yeah, yeah, everyone does kind of... I don't think anyone's sitting here going, oh, that Todd McClellan was the reason that we came last or anything, or finished in the bottom of the standings or anything like that. But, yeah, the tip of hiring, I think, will be interesting. I mean, McClellan did get us to a, within one win of the conference finals, right? So, so,
5: this all goes back to what I think the core value of any... The, 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 the North Star of any decision-making going forward that the Oilers make... Did they ask Connor, and was Connor okay with it? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, to me, that's all that fucking matters. So if that guy's motivated, he's happy with the choice, he had a say in the matter, then yes, I'm in.
1: All I care about is can Dave Tippett match McClellan's looks in terms of his overall He's got the silver fox Only if he
5: brings the stash back.
1: That stash is his incredible. D's.
5: He's got to get his player, player stash back. The and Oilers
3: then... lead the league, though, in hiring Silver Foxes.
1: Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. already oh. Rennie. Amazing. oh Mac T. Unbelievable. Tom Pat McClellan. Quinn. Pat Quinn. Good fine head of hair.
5: Yeah, hell, hell of a head of hair.
1: Tom McClellan, also a fine head of hair. Yeah. Got that baby chopped probably every 10 days, I would imagine. Oh, yeah,
5: that thing grew fast. That, that was get such a tight. sad photo of him in the airport,
2: that yeah, that oh, was such I a know. bummer. I'm so glad things worked out for him. Oh did yeah, you see yeah. That photo I did him sitting there on his phone, yeah, say, playing oh, for his plane. Yeah, Googling Jobs and shit. Yeah, right. He's got <laughs> Googling <his> Jobs, flying <laughs> commercial. <laughs> Twenty million in the bank. Hey? Googling Jobs. Maybe we need a good bald guy to come in then. If silver foxes don't seem to be working, Trent Yanni, if he stays.
1: Rumor has it he's going to join McClellan in L.A. Fuck.
2: Yeah. 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 We got so
3: much beef with so many teams.
1: Oh, there's all the beef, all the team. <laughs> that's all we do is we just run around the
0: schoolyard, and piss everyone off. Yeah. You have been hearing, though, that the assistants will also be named tomorrow. So th- I think that's also more of an interesting wrinkle because that's the unknown right now, right? We know Tippett's coming, but is Manny Viveros coming back? Is Glenn Gulatson coming back? Love I think, hey, think Yanni is more man, or less man, gone. Vi- how did you say it? I don't know. I tried to say it. it how Gregor some, says It
5: had some flair there. I like <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: um, but, like, who is coming? Like, we heard Bob Bugner, the former coach in Florida Connected, uh, Dave Haxtell, Sam Karchidi, one of the reporters out in Philly. He expects Dave Haxtall to join Dave Tippett's bench here in Edmonton as well. So there's a couple of like legitimate former head coach names. Yeah, Jim Playfair, some run leagues as well. But like if he brings in three assistants, which assistants are going to go? Which ones are going to stay? Like, I think that'll be the really interesting news from tomorrow. Obviously, we know Tippett's coming, but who's around Tippett?
3: It's like a sports podcast just he's gonna say, in far our too much actual podcast. knowledge on that very well connected i like him it's well good done. no you're well bringing done. the heat but well done yeah i'd listen to this no, <laughs> oh, shit, so go
2: back and listen to it now if you did do the 30 second i like Goulton. it was actually pretty good like i liked him as a coach last who year.
1: i like that he always looked like he reminds me of somebody who would have been in dick tracy do you know what i mean oh yeah as a criminal or another cop either way yeah i can go i can I, see yeah. either way uh, i,
5: I like him but, but why
3: I like him because. What have you seen down the stretch? Down the stretch, I thought the oil were playing well. Uh huh. Like last 15 games of the year. (laughs) And this is after we Uh, were told that Hitch. Hold on. Uh They weren't?
5: Uh, No.
3: Uh,
1: Ish? Well, they were better than they were.
3: Okay, put it this way Hitch, we were told Hitch is no longer on the ice. Hitch is up in the stands. They have the big story about it. I didn't mind how the oil played after that point. And it was Gulletson in charge. I watched a bunch of the games down the stretch. I, they they weren't in it. I mean, when did when did they, when did they miss the playoffs? Mid March this year.
0: So like the
5: last like two weeks. yes yeah, last like five nothing to Anaheim when we were hosting the Finns, which was a must. Or not, I'm talking which like was for two weeks. Sure to the win. end of the year. That well, was like the last ten days of the year. No, no,
3: that's when they went to shit. I thought they gave up, but like the the from like middle of February till middle of March when Gulutzin was in charge, I thought they played some good hockey. That's what I saw. Plus, he threw that stick into the crowd that one time in Calgary on a practice, and that's impressive. Yeah, no oh, he yeah, went on This is this him. is when he like coached. In, he was a head coach
2: yeah. of Calgary. Tomahawked Oh, that was a while ago.
5: Yeah, he Very spat through a stick, and they actually the team actually heated up a little bit.
1: They went on a ten game heater actually. Yeah, after that. Well done.
5: Yeah. Well, same like you look at like St. Louis. They were last in the league. They had they had their coach get fired. They had two of their own players fight in practice. Like all this shit was just kind of like happening to kind of like. And then obviously Gloria came to to the forefront of the uh, of, of being the victory song, and all of a sudden they've created a movement because of all this crap. You don't know the story of Gloria?
3: No, I don't watch the playoffs.
5: This is not. Wow, well, this is before the playoffs. Oh. so they were in their funk, and they were out, so. This is what I love, and you hear a lot of stories of this. Teams that are in a in a mad slump, they just go out and get fucking pinned one night, right? As a team, and then start you know try to bring the team yeah, together. Yeah. Well, this is one. Of, they're on the road, and this is one of those nights. And so they go out to some club, and some there's got some guy, whatever, it doesn't matter. But all of a sudden, this song came on, and it like kind of resonated with a couple of the players. So they got them to play it again, and it's an old song from like the '80s. You've heard it, and uh, they kept playing the song over and over and over again because like it brought the team together because they're all like singing it, and it kind of just like made the night. Hmm. And then they go and win the next game and made that their winning victory song, and, and then kind of the rest is history. So now they play it in the building after they win cool so it's kind of like become this like movement right so like they're infighting firing coaches and then they just got out got drunk one night bonded brought some song to like kind of be the glue of that and have been off to the races ever since and they're gonna pay me out 14
1: to 1 maybe to me it's like when white chicks play wagon wheel and they all get together you know what i
2: mean wagon yeah, you know you don't like wagon wheel. I think
5: wagon wheel works with anyone. Great <laughs> camping song. I'm yeah. telling you. Oh yeah, every yeah yeah. Everybody Everyone starts sing singing it. If Everyone you don't, yeah. You
3: know the one part. Yeah, I do. know if I heard it, I just can't think of it. I'm thinking about Gloria. Rock too. me,
5: mama, like
2: a wagon. Oh yeah. My chicks love that. Song. Yeah. My
1: chicks love that song, man. That is their Gloria.
2: Do you remember Gloria? Do you remember how it goes? No, same too. We'll end. Uh, we'll I end. Don't know. Yeah, Gloria, Gloria. Oh yeah. I heard that that track. Oh yeah.
5: That should be the song playing out of this uh, podcast. We'll get to. So yeah, does, it was so for, for thirteen one? seconds.
2: Why don't Oilers have one?
3: Because
5: do they don't have? win.
2: Yeah, <laughs> gotta have a, gotta have something to. Be I saw somewhere. Scott was asking people to do that. To well, he well, Yeah, because
5: it's, it's cause of Gloria. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah.
2: But I'm saying, did they ever? And find I told one?
5: them they should remaster a remix. Cotton Eye Joe. I up. got lit up. Embrace it.
3: Embrace it. A, re- a good Diplo remix of Cotton Eye Joe would be heavy in these streets. Heavy.
0: Cotton I Joe has, like, a cult hatred towards it being played at sporting yeah, events. Like I know, exactly. and that's why yeah. we need to own it.
5: Let's yeah. go around. Everyone hates us already, so let's just yeah. freaking blast in their ears.
0: Can you imagine after the Oilers score, like, a big goal in the playoffs, the whole Cotton building Eye just, Joe. like, belting it out? Unbelievable. Like, I'm you going to own the hatred. That'd exactly. Be so we can tremendously convert the horrible, hatred be into love
5: if we make it a thing. Yep.
2: That would be awful. <laughs>
0: But so awful, but then you make it your own. Exactly. Something something awful that is your own isn't that awful. You pay Soldier Boy to come
3: make a dance up for it. He does it on the scoreboard. Remix. Big money being thrown at this chalmers.
5: That's what you do. You don't take... Because what Strud's was trying to do, and I wanted to call him out... Because I was pissed, I, I was. I got like I said, I got massacred for. So, I like when
3: you and Strud like greater fight on social media then call each other and work it out after. Oh yeah, happened s- several s- times. Strud's
5: will call me. He's like, "Are you okay, man?" I'm like, I don't fucking <laughs> care. It's Twitter. <laughs> but they they brought it so much just to mock me on air. Yeah. About me sl- saying caught Nigel. Yeah. Own both it, both, so Gregor, oh, I I think we should. I, but exactly. you own it too. You but lead like, it. You but, lead it out. But one of my issues with Struds is, he's like, oh, we got to find our Gloria. No, like these things have to happen naturally. You just don't like, okay, well, we have to find a song of the same genre and blah, blah, No, our fucking song is Cotton-Eyed fucking Joe.
3: Yes.
1: And Cotton-Eyed Joe would give you an excellent opportunity, Jay, to cut a rug in your newly reinforced suit oh boy. from Indochita.
3: Well done. Well done. Smooth.
1: Thank you. The way it works, as Jay knows, is you head on in. Actually, and you know what? I'm talking about Indochino right now. How many people from around the nation are going in to get suits right now?
5: I was shocked. I posted, uh, I did an creating video of Indochino and uh, posted on my Instagram story. So like, I you know, it's only like a fraction of the views that you get from like putting an actual post. I got so many DMs being like, how long did it take? Like, where's the store and all this? And the next thing you know... Um, I think I got like 15 people asked me specifically about how, the, the process of the suit. And then I go to like over the next two days, four of those 15 people were posted that they went to Indochino. It's awesome. Unreal. I yeah.
1: like that all of our listeners are heading down to Indochino to get measured right. up, choosing a style. We need to get them to post them. I want to know what they're putting on the inside. Exactly. You got hope will never die on the inside of yours. Yeah, amen. If you were listening to this right now and you head into Indochino, I want to see what is inside your suit. I want to know what kind of pattern you picked. Chris, the former intern, went with the kangaroos. Put a joke in there. What will you do to customize your suit after you get measured up? Within two to three weeks, you are going to pull a wrinkle-free suit right out of the box, and you are going to look as sharp as you ever have. Jake.
5: I got to explain to Chalmers what, uh, what, what intern Chris did. He, because... Would, yeah, I'll give you some context here. Okay, he put the punchline of a joke in, embroidered in, inside his suit jacket, so, so he could
2: tell the joke and then open the jacket.
5: Yes, it's his favorite joke, and I think we I told don't really it. Give it up? Oh no, I'll tell you because I, I think I told it. Uh, we were doing Is it not. We okay had we no no this? we had like we had like a at, so uh, Chalmers and I were together for an annual like boys golf tournament this weekend, and one of the one of, I don't know if you're part of the circle, but we had like a it was almost like a uh, like a poet like rap circle or something where we're just going around telling like the worst jokes we've ever heard yeah i was involved yeah so i told chris's joke because it's one of those like bad dad jokes and it's uh what how come the bike can't stand up i don't know because it's too tired
1: (laughs) 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 but it works though (laughs) i mean yeah it works
5: so you see chris you ask him what his favorite joke is his suit will give you the answer
1: absolutely and he's gonna look great What you need to do, again, is head on over to Indochino.com, start the process, pick your style, customize your suit, get measured up, store those measurements on your account, and whenever you need a suit, Wanye, you head on over there, and you get one done from our friends at Indochino.
3: I'll never need a suit.
1: Yes, you will. No, I won't. Absolutely. For what?
3: Your funeral. I'll be, you know, I'm planning on dying in flames. (laughs) You know, I plan to be cremated before my heart stops beating.
1: I just feel like when the Oilers win the Stanley Cup that we're all going to be rolling around in suits.
3: I just hope when I die that the, they can all they find is, find is like a knuckle. And they're like, aw, we found his knuckle. And then they put that in the coffin. He died in flames. <laughs>
4: hmm, Don't blaze no the suit. glory. That's interesting. You ever see the, it
3: is is probably you haven't, John. There's a photo of like the cosmonaut from Russia that returned to Earth, first guy to die in space. And like all they had left of him was like a burned up wrist. And they got a state funeral. That's what I want.
1: See, what I would do is I would put the knuckle in your <laughs> case either. in the pocket of my <laughs> new suit. What's that? I would just put the knuckle in the pocket of my new suit. Lay so it's that just like nicely. an empty suit
3: with a knuckle yeah. in the pocket? Yeah. Classy.
1: Lay that nicely. Classy.
3: What kind of coffin are you thinking?
2: Oh
1: what is going on? Well, if it's only a knuckle, I feel like I can save money. Yeah. Maybe like a van's box. Let's <laughs> <laughs> some, say some like you marry nice. a
2: pet hamster. Yeah. Hmm. I think I told you guys the other day when people were that they're offering composting now as a cheaper alternative to your normal funeral. What? Yeah, human composting.
1: Problem I have with that though is, okay, the composting does what it does. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with the soil slash dirt slash? Now, that's compost? a great question. You're not feeding people, although I would like that. If people are eating. <laughs> have you it. ever
2: seen the Vice where they turn when they turn like wastage, like human waste, from and they had to like basically follow this truck in stealth um, from like forty five minutes? What they do with all the stuff they get out of like the New York septic system, sewer system. And in within forty five minutes, it is at a tomato farm, as fertilizer. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So
3: tomato. There's that. How about living on the space station where you don't get water brought up except for like once a year? You're basically just drinking a closed loop of pee. (laughs) They
2: said that water goes through the system and back through a tap. It can be done in like two and a half hours. The
3: space station's like that. The only source of moisture is pee.
2: (laughs) 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 Poopoo. How did we get here? Oh, the suit. Yeah,
1: how's that for an ad, Indochino? <laughs> yeah, it you, ended with you all look shit hot? <laughs> yeah, it
3: ended yeah. with, and that's the story of how you <laughs> drink your own pee in space. Indochino.com
2: <laughs> for all your suits. You guys looked real good in your in your yeah. christmas sipping. Yeah, we photo. shot some video content. Chris's last day. Yeah, was a farewell Macchiato. Was it really? Yeah, he decided he's, to get paid
3: for stuff. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, oh, good for him. Yeah, he has a wife. It's a step. Paid he's off to a lady. big boy
1: job. Yeah, doing his thing. Good for him. Good for him. Absolutely. Earned yeah. it. Got a suit. We got two more segments here. One he stuck around just that. for the suit, and yeah. then he's like, "Okay, oh, I, know. I finally got something for him." We we went all in, in on our remote. boy? And then he bounced. Yeah. <laughs> <of it. laughs> Chris, the greasy intern. Yeah, tales as all as the time. Yep.
3: Chalmers, you came in here today spitting some interesting topics, and we said, as we always do, before the podcast starts, we sit around and chat. Yes. And then Jay makes the claim every week that all our interesting shit was said pre-show, mm-hmm. which isn't far off. From what I'm told on social, the show is very
2: interesting. But you watched the Wu Tang show on Crave, mm-hmm. and it's unreal. So last night, yes, I needed to. When I come back from like a weekend where we have a really, really big drinking day, usually on the Sunday, I can't sleep at night. So last night, I watched three parts of a four-part one-hour series, like one-hour documentary on the Wu Tang Clan, and it was so good. If it wasn't so late, I would have watched the fourth one. But, like, we grew up with the Wu-Tang, right? Like, oh, yeah. We love Wu-Tang. And they, yeah. So, like, they completely were revolutionary in the way that they formed, like, a group and just how close they were. And I don't know if anybody knows anything about the Wu-Tang, but in real cliff notes, there's a guy that basically started it all. His name is RZA. His cousin's name is JZA, and their other cousin is Old Dirty Bastard. And those three, basically, when they were 18, just started making music and kind of doing all this thing, but then they were friends with these other you know six guys that lived in the same projects as them and um, right off the bat they were playing shows and like when all of a sudden they all like they just decided from day 1 that they would be a unit or nothing at all you know what i mean like they were going to be the nine of them till the day they died or it wasn't going to work for them so they shot themselves around to like every record agency and none of the record agencies would ever cuz it's never been done before but if you got the rights to a group you got the rights to their solo acts. So the person that signed Destiny's Child, they got Beyonce. Like, that's a huge thing. Matthew and Rose. Michelle. And Michelle, yeah. And you got Kelly Rowland with baby better than Michelle. She the original Destiny's songs. Child. Uh, yeah. Remember yeah, them? Yeah. Absolutely. The fourth one. I don't. She didn't do much. Well, there was four members of Destiny's Child. Yeah. And then they yeah. went down to just Bebe.
3: And then brought in Michelle and Kelly. So like three chicks oh, were Kelly. booted. Kelly and Michelle were originals. Nope. I don't know. About well, basically. you've wandered into my okay. beehive so, of knowledge. So, so, but basically, there's <laughs> like four, you that four, four or five four of people the huge... in Destiny's Child originally, and three. Well, and the I rest know team. that, but
2: I didn't know. It. Regardless, the the biggest I think thing I win. <laughs> I'll submit just <laughs> so, so I can go on. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, yeah, they they were going in there trying to get nine guys signed, but they didn't want to sign exclusivity deals with that record label, and nobody would do the deal because. Riza from the very beginning had a plan. He had a you know twenty year plan where he was going to have Method Man, Ghostface Killer, and um, Rayquan. The they chef. were gonna they were gonna go together with one record label, and they were gonna be the three the first three solo commercial acts. So what they'd planned on doing like a joint venture with a different record. Basically, label? yeah, he had said we are going to sign. So they, th- th- yeah, he had planned it where he knew record labels and how they were going to market certain people. He knew which guys could be a little bit more commercial, which guys would maybe just be a little bit more, I don't know. I don't even know the word for it. But George like, Michael and then the other guy in Wham? <laughs> that guy did not <laughs> do well. Anyway, so he but he just knew where he wanted to place them to basically like make sure they had the best chance of succeeding. And so he would not let them sign exclusivity deals. He finally found a guy that was going to give him this deal. A guy who was just starting up a record label called Loud. And the guy was like, yeah, I just want right like first writer refusal. For everybody, you know, so basically, like if you have a deal with Electra and I want him, just tell me the price. If I can't match it, he can go. And so it was just really interesting because there's nine of them, you know, everybody's worried about how these guys are going to coexist and, and split up the money and stuff. And Rizza and all these nine guys are just like, don't worry about it. Like, it's not totally about the money. Like, we're family, you know. Two of the guys didn't even sign contracts. Jiza didn't sign a contract because he was just like, you're my cousin. I don't want, it. I'm not signing a contract with you. Like, we're just going to do it. And you keep your word, I'll keep that mine. sucker shit. Yeah. So with the best, like, the the, the the big things about the whole documentary, and I won't try to spoil too much of it, but, like, there was absence from, like, like certain absentees, like Oh Dirty Bastard and Cappadonna and these guys were in jail during, like, some of the rises, you know? So it, they could have been cut out of it, but they weren't, right? Um, but you have to watch it. For the ODB parts, like, it's pretty sad. That what happened to him in, in the end. Did it show how he got arrested in the drive-thru? It did. So they, they showed him get arrested. Um, you know, the cop said he had a gun. It was a cell phone. You know, he gets arrested, put in jail. He's charged not guilty or he, he gets the verdict not guilty. He comes out and in his press conference afterwards, they ask him, are you going to sue the, the police force? And he says, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to get as much money as I can. And the second question was, are you scared for your life and are you wearing a bulletproof vest right now? And he says, yeah, I'm scared of my life, for my life. I'm paranoid. I've already been shot and robbed. Like, yeah, I'm scared. And he was then arrested, like, promptly after that for illegal body armor, wearing illegal body armor. I went to jail for quite an extended time. And it kind of, you know, at that point, he was like, you know, just this skinny rapper and he came out of jail and he was not that anymore. He was, you know. Hard. He was hard. And, yeah. he, and he had changed and he was paranoid. And he was, you know, he was probably a little tough to deal with, but, uh, you know. They had a plan for him. He walks immediately out and signs with somebody else. It's just it's a it's really cool just to see how they kept it together. And for most of the documentary, all nine of them are sitting in a movie theater, you know, a couple seats apart, a couple rows apart, and they just talk and you can tell that they they've just been through it all and they're still friends. And it's just an amazing story. Wu Tang clan. It's really good. And I remember Triumph, man. That song was just oh, like the best. Oh, as good
3: as it gets, top
2: five rap songs
3: of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you include top five, Jay? Just randomly. doesn't have to be number top one or five three. Top five rap songs? Oh.
5: You got to go some old school Snoop. Like Gin and Juice or something like that. For yeah. sure. Because that's kind of. What's
3: My Name? It's a good track. Yeah. 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 What's my.
2: Yeah. See, and you asked this earlier. And like, I don't. There's a lot of old school rap songs that probably that we haven't even heard. Right. That are like just. I don't know. Would somebody consider like a funk master or grandmaster funk? Oh yeah, well, Grandmaster Flash. I I think it depends on if you're an O O O G rap fan or one O and O G or like. Well, I said for the writing and just the way that it came out and just the importance of it. I believe that Stan was like just next level at the time. You know that it was just. It was
5: was like a rap ballad. Yeah, like even though all raps are kind of ballads, but like that one was was like
2: so long and like, you know, you always get that one like rap verse where you're just like, "Holy shit, he's still going," and it's so good. You know, well, and that was what that song felt like a, for a lot, three straight a, verses. A lot you know, of like, rap
5: songs, um, you know, they, they, they're, they're just they're just like rhyming words and they're like little chunks of information. They're not storytelling. Like that one is a powerful story. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. That one, like, actually, you listen to it and you feel affected by On a by lighter it.
2: level, DMX with his Damien one. Oh, DMX that was, was amazing. Good. DMX yeah, was that amazing. That was pretty good.
3: If ever there's, like, a rapper whose lifestyle fucked with his career, it's DMX oh yeah like he's been around he's not dead or nothing but he's been in jail so much getting yeah. out of jail and fuck like, he was good so
2: one, one other thing about Wu-Tang Clan in, in, is that like I don't I didn't know the importance of Hot 97 to oh, in everybody in New York and so like Wu-Tang had finally made it and they were on a Rage Against the Machine tour which was like kind of different right you got the Wu-Tang Clan with Rage Against the Machine but now they're playing to like the most diverse audience they can play to which is like huge for them and they are like killing it like people are loving them on this tour and what they had was a deal where they had to come back and play Summer Jam every every year and if you broke your contract to play Summer Jam Hot 97 had a policy they would not spin your records anymore and so Wu-Tang was like they just finished a show they had to fly in on their own dime because they didn't want to like they didn't want to screw this up it was a big thing they get there and like they had just spent all their money to get there they're exhausted and shit they get out there everybody's kind of being disrespectful to them and like they have you know shitty dressing i mean everything is bad they're all just like what the fuck is this like what are we doing here this is awful and so they get up there and ghostface killer is now like just at his breaking point and he just starts starts a chant of fuck hot 97 the whole crowd erupts and starts doing it so, and Hot 97 didn't play another one of their records for ten years, so <laughs> it hurt them bad. And like he did that to eight other people. Yeah, like it's what stopped. They had they had a progression. Three albums were going to come out for three of the artists. Three more. Like, do you ever remember an Inspector Deck album? No. A You God album? No. Do you like I Capadonna know there was a album. Do no. Do you is even there? know who Killer is? Like he only well, because I love Wu Tang. Yeah, but like <laughs> he's like some guys got pretty screwed up. They it just took them so long to recover from to, to, fuck night hot 97 chant? just from the very beginning was that to, them
3: jumping the shark like
2: is that yeah. when they went well because they would always do Wu-Tang albums so it's like i know it's not hard to like make an album i think but when you're making like a solo album over here but yet you're working on a Wu-Tang album it takes a while to get and like so like can't imagine that like you god's very happy that he didn't get his yeah. you know solo art and he and he, he says it in the thing he's like i was p- i'm pissed still i never got my chance you know but like what's preventing him from going and putting out his own album <laughs> I think his ties to the group i think at the very beginning they said it's the nine of us and we do it together and if you go do this then you're still like because they always got produced by rizzo but how do you like wait for 20 years for your shot i like, think sooner or later too you got old <laughs> you know and you're less but like is
3: he able to like make a living off of his wu-tang residuals and shit
2: oh i think so i oh. think because they had a cut of all the companies that they had which is like Wu wear woo productions like, they made
3: Wu wear like they were the first rappers to have clothing and before anybody else had clothing, they had stores
2: Yeah they had a store in New York and it opened up and in the first year it did like five million bucks and they opened up two more immediately and the stuff was like just like they couldn't keep it stocked yeah I think the best the best years or the, the consistent years they had that were the best they were pulling in 25 million in revenue a year. Hmm. but not only were there the nine guys, there was four or five just in management capacity. Guy named Divine, which is Riz's older brother. The was hard their, one. Was our manager. Yeah, and he was hard. He was the one that was on the streets hustling and I think they used a bunch of his money and he, you know, and then his best friend Power. And You God was actually one of their friends to begin with. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then there was a guy that they went and was just their manager. They called Mook and they were just like, You're gonna be our manager. And he's like, I don't have a fucking clue how to do it. The best story he tells is he went into a record store and right after Protect Your Net came out, and everybody had just heard it because this Bobito and and Stretch played yeah it. Stretch and Bobito the yeah. guy they're like so, the, the so these the, guys played yeah. it but nobody knew where to get it have you and seen so, the documentary on them no super interesting anyways keep going Bobito's kind of a weird dude yeah, and the little both interview weird. Came, okay so weirdos. so anyways the guy walks into the to the store and he's got a box of these albums and he's like would you buy these and she says no I don't think anybody's gonna buy them so he leaves and he sends two guys in to go ask them for it and then he sends a couple more in like the next day. And he's and and so now this person's like thinking about it. So then he brings the box of records in, and he's like, "Just play it, play it on the just the thing, right?" And all of a sudden, the guy comes in and asks for it that he didn't ask to come in. And then they're playing it, and one guy's like, oh, "This is that shit I from outside the store." He comes in, he's like, "This is the one I wanted." He st- all of a sudden, there's like a group of people around him, and he's like trying to sell them out of the box in the store. And the chick grabs a box, he's like, "No, no, 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 we'll take them we'll take him, we'll take them. Like, so it was cool, like, and cool. so so he was like. I did this at this store. I realized it worked, so I did it all the way from North Carolina up until like, you know, up to Maine and stuff. So he just started doing that. That's how he hustled the first albums. That is straight hustle. Super cool. Yeah, like, because he had no idea how to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So you'll like it. And I didn't, really, I didn't talk about like even twenty percent of this thing. This thing is really, really good. Old school rap,
3: like raps an interesting genre of music because for a lot of these guys, there's no plan B. So they're no. like,
2: I'm gonna be a rapper, or no. there is no. No, even plan when a. they're doing their plan A, they're still getting in their oh, trouble, yeah, man. For like sure. they 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 were almost derailed. There's parts of it where you are just like, just stop. Like, why are you derailing? But yourself? they're always like on the edge of monetization, right? Like
3: rap videos were the first videos to have product placement, right? Back in like the late '90s, early '00s. You remember when every single rap video had like a singular wireless added it and shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like,
2: Oh, I'm Nelly. I'm texting the girl from Destiny's Child in Excel. Or remember? when they're making, when Puffy and Mace are making it a point to show the two bottles of vodka like with the labels out yeah. that they're dancing with yeah. because it was just a... And Puff became Rock guy, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and and
3: like when you have those rap crews and they're basically just like, okay, especially in that time era where they're like, I'm going to load up my trunk and I'm going to go sell like um, Cash Money Records. They would put out albums every six to eight weeks, like always six to eight weeks, six to eight weeks, six to eight weeks. And the ones they didn't sell, they would go give to drug dealers in the South for like a dollar an album and they would include it with drug deals. (laughs) So they'd be like, hey man, hit me with some of that brown sugar. I don't know if that's a drug, but I'm just saying for the purposes of the story. And they were like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Here's that new Manny Fresh album too. And you're like, okay. And that's how they built up a lot of their, and they would go park out uh, outside of
2: other rap cruise shows and be like don't go in there buy one of these and people I, would be buying cash I money. love it how they used to make all their albums look the same so you knew it was a cash money album because yeah. it had like the name in diamonds like yeah, above top, yeah. and then like some a whole bunch of like random shit put together like the guy would be holding a pitbull with like a cell phone just in the top right corner yeah. <laughs> and then like huh. a real like the brand new pager like on the top bottom, just to be like <laughs> these are the stuff you know this is the newest shit out there and it's going to be on the front of our album cover. They have. There's a documentary on YouTube. It's
3: I, I just like very bootleg. Put Holler, out a, is it called Holiday If you hear me. Remember is that, that movie? Is put that, put that, oh, the <laughs> Cash Money movies? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. There's a documentary that shows like Little Wayne's like 15 or whatever. And they're on a bus and they're like going through the south. They're doing a tour and in the bus they have like crates of CDs. And they'd be out there giving out towels. Like they did it all themselves. Yeah.
2: Super cool. Super cool. It's good. It's on Crave or HBO. Whichever one. It's an amazing podcast, by the way. Mm. I think I want to do a weekly what I watched because we still haven't got to like I've been. Well, your construction, construction one went great. Yeah,
5: to be fair, there's about five things you've wanted. to well, do Well, we still weekly. can do a building
2: update. Yeah, well, no, no my building
3: update's coming. Don't you somebody asked down me how to, your make, your how to stop bones? their
2: sump pump from freezing at their lake. Well, like, well, don't have it outside. Perfect. Put heat That's a great it. segment. Jay's well, laughing. I mean, what do I mean mean Three me? of our twelve like, listeners are probably laughing at home right now. It's like I don't. It's, gosh,
3: I we do should it. have a segment called "What's the new segment Chalmers wants to do?" Yeah, exactly. That's the segment. <laughs> well, you're supposed to like be, do he, like a "What grinds
5: my gears" yeah. or "What awkward oh, social interaction I had keep, for the we, week." We
3: didn't keep no. it very, 100. You told an amazing story. Yeah, keep it 100. I really
5: thought that had legs.
3: You know what? This is why I don't listen to
2: this podcast. It's fucking inconsistent as shit. Okay. Well, next next week I'll talk about the other documentary that I've been holding. What are you watching? Well, I can't tell you that now. Oh, We're come not. on! Just, just tell, tell me a little sneak. It was action. It's oh, called Action. It cool. was about gambling. Oh. And with the height, like with online gambling becoming the next big, you know, thing that's going to happen in this world. Mm-hmm. Where it's look be at come. me, I'm
5: getting rich off St. Louis potentially winning the cup. You are rich.
2: So this this documentary is just four parts. It's on Crave and HBO. It follows four different people. And they all kind of do it differently. And it's just really, really interesting.
0: Yeah. Like the sports gambling thing, yeah. like me working in like the sports media thing, like on a daily basis, seeing what like people text in and ask us. And now we're at the point where we have a guy from odd truck who joins our show every week. And it's like one of our most listened to segments because this guy just comes on and is like giving you insight and all this stuff. And I was on his Twitter feed the other day and usually he plays about eight to 10 things a day and he tweets them all. And someone was like, okay, out of curiosity, like how much are you putting on these? Cause like, you can't really be gambling that much on playing like 10 to 15 games a day. And he's like, "No, I'm playing 15 grand a game." And yeah. he, it's like the crazy, like some of the guys out there that are sports betting, it's like straight up lunacy. It'll that's how I do it.
3: I bet like hundred grand a game, chumbers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I bet, the one I bet on the Oilers every time. The, see, that's unrelated thing is, news. When you, you talk borrow, about that you,
2: do, let me find out. you could win your ten bucks. Jay, it's like <laughs> just, no, just no. That's on let, my head. Leave, leave it to the oh, okay. that's on my head. Like in, in the one dude in this action, he is betting a million dollars a weekend on football. Yeah, collectively, like he bets on college and and but in one weekend he will have one million dollars at risk, and he doesn't watch a single play of any of the games. That's smart.
0: You read stat lines. You he do just all read, that. He has I
2: mean. the,
3: him and his. He's got a partner. It's like me not listening to the podcast. Back. Like it
0: kind of
5: takes yeah. the fun out of like if you're but if you're gambling like that, like no, we, we actually a have a system.
2: So that's the thing is they have one guy who's doing. He's a business. This guy's just a business. He's got a guy who made an algorithm. They watch the numbers. They bet smart on it. They move lines they bet so much. Me and Bagmuck talked about this. It's like the what he's doing is like a business, a, like and a really, you know, expensive business. Like, But then there's they, they follow one guy who sits in the sports book and plays like a couple grand a day, and he's you can tell he's addicted. And, you know, if you watch it all, you can tell it's kind of ruining his life. And it's, you know... And then there's the other guy who's making a ton of money by by not even gambling, just selling picks. And I don't know if they just have it to catch him. Yeah, just watch it. Like, well, we already did it. See, that's the problem now. We'll,
3: we'll make talk, up something for we'll next week. We'll talk about it again. Shit's going to happen. Dave going to come out with a rap album on Monday. Well, that's We're the thing. Gonna He's
5: got, we, exactly. We're going to have Tippett. We're going to have an ounce of, a, of new assistant coaches. Probably, maybe, who knows, a new Stanley Cup champion. And maybe some kind of new... Norwegian signing.
2: Hmm. I can't wait. Yeah. Just beware, <laughs> beware of anybody that sells pics on social media.
1: I sell pictures of my feet, Chalmers. No,
2: pics. Like pics. Gambling pics. No, I'm selling pics. You sell pics of your feet. Yeah. who? That?
1: That's right. Yeah, it's a side hustle I'm working on. Yeah? Yeah, it's feetnation.com.ca.
2: I've been told that when I clip my nails, I got pretty nice. Maybe we could get, hey, maybe we'll get some enough? of that feet money. Yeah, man. Why not? I mean, I mean I'm in. 80-20.
1: 80-20. This my is way. like Risen Jizz's deal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're my cousin. I'm not going to make you sign a contract. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you
2: say that?
1: <laughs> it is funny that you mentioned the Instagram guys though, because they're everywhere right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they do. They on the on the one guy, Vegas Dave. Just, it's amazing. This guy, he's.
3: I got a guy on Twitter, Incarcerated Bob, and this guy is as legit as they get. Actually in jail. Oh no! Well, his name's Incarcerated Bob. He's like a famous guy. Okay. And he's got like. I don't know what he has now, 350,000 followers. But for some reason, a long time ago, we talked, and he, like, mistook me for somebody who knew something. And he only follows, like, a few people in mind. Every now and again, he'll like some gibberish. I'm like, man, this guy. But he's got a ton of followers, and he genuinely seems to be one of these guys that's out there killing it. Like, these guys are savants. They're looking at numbers. They're looking at math. They're not, like, watching games, like, making gut picks and shit. Yeah. They're, They're not just
0: betting fans. on their favorite team.
3: Yeah.
5: They're, like, analytics. Yeah, that's fans. cost me a lot of money.
0: Oh, oh me too, yeah. Like, I see the Oilers as underdogs, and I'm always like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tonight's the tonight. day. I'm cheering my heart out tonight. Like, um, But it's also impressive to see, like, the Odd Shark supercomputer. It's, like, one of the most respected ones out there, and it's still only right, like, 58% of the time. Even the guys who do, like, routinely kill this stuff and are, like, on Twitter posting their picks, if you're betting on sports and you can flex, like, a 60 to 65% win rate, you're laughing, right? Because it's all about getting the right underdogs and then that's kind of all but, of it. So if you're right 60% of the time, you're laughing. Well, but even 58, like these guys are making lots of money, right? Because they also
5: weight how they bet in terms of like some games des- deserve more action than others. So like 50%, yeah. if, you, if you game everything, that like that Look, can still... You can
2: do all the research in the world. The fact is, is it's still people playing a game and any outcome can oh, and yeah. That's why I always say to my wife, I'm like, it's the best reality show on TV. It's like, if I can give if I give her one story, I made her watch the sixty minutes on Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek mm-hmm. Freak. And she I'm sorry, what? Yeah. What's his name? He's a basketball player. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh dear. Giannis?
0: Giannis. It's Giannis. And well, both
2: of them then. The Greek freak. Let's call him that. Anyways, dear I made her G. watch the sixty minutes and she like wanted to watch the seventh game of the Raptors Bucks with me because she was just like now invested. But
3: you're good. Like I, I hate the NFL, and I'll sit down occasionally. We'll watch a game, especially on the road. And you'll be like, "Here's why this is important." I can give the you assistant a story. Coach of the one game was married to the assistant coach of the other team's <laughs> fucking so like an ex husband, and I'm like, oh, well, I love those little stories. Those Me are the
2: best stories in sports. The con-
3: and that yeah. the American, I feel like American Olympic coverage, yeah. is amazing at bringing out the subtext as right, to why yeah. this is. But important. and
2: that's something about hockey where the stories in hockey are like they did something good at charity. These guys aren't as like, I don't know. They, they're kind of boring. The right? game
3: isn't personality driven, right? But there are those stories. Yeah, those. So, is stories, there like, but they just ignore yeah.
2: them? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, but like that's... when I
3: tried to say Glenn Gulutzon's a good coach, and everybody in here just shot me fucking daggers.
2: Yeah, whatever. I didn't even know he was a person. Jay hates that. Glenn Gulutzon. Well, Chalmers hates well, him too. He was the head coach of the Flames. I hate strong for me, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> True, Jay hates him. But anyways, yeah, like it's just sports stories. That's I can give you a story in almost any game that if it means something. That you don't want to watch.
3: And I think I feel like shows like 30 for 30 have done wonders for the medium of sports broadcasting. Mm-hmm. That it's not just like the temptation sports. and Even we have this on our podcast. It's like, what happened today? But when you take a step back and you look at like what happened 20 years ago, what's the overarching arc? Like that, I saw the Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells documentary. And then we got hit with the other one. There was the two Bills. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one that Seds told us about. Yeah, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Watch, watch both of them. Was it both on football? One's yeah, about Bill, yeah, Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells. Yeah, I know That's that one. Right. And oh. the other one's like the rise of Bill Belichick. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah it was
5: okay. in Cleveland or some some kind of Cleveland connection.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And like I don't even like football, and I watch it I'm like holy shit, this is well. You can see
5: the engine that the NFL is. You they've got the NFL network, and granted there is the NHL network, but they always got like a football life. They're always it's just storytelling, storytelling, they, storytelling, that's storytelling, exactly right. And 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 that's for me where I I find out like that's where I make my decision if I like a person or not a player. And that out helps me especially because I have no well except for the Browns. I love the Browns, but it gives me allegiance, allegiance to, a to like I am wearing a brown shirt actually. Uh, allegiance to other teams or get me interested in watching games that don't feature my team. And that's I, the thing. Like, we've got the NHL network. We've got like the infrastructures there. We're just not using
3: it. Well, we've also got Oilers Nation. If we want to get really personal, I think we should start putting out, we should start figuring out better Oilers content. Man. We can do this. Like putting together a little bio of a player that's 10 minutes long. An
5: autobiography?
3: Uh, are they involved?
5: Autobiography means we're just
3: create, we're creating... What the, autobiography like, we're, is when you write your own bio? No, 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 no. The is opportunity it? for
2: stories, well, uh-huh. though, in hockey is like not as. I mean, hockey. You have to have the means to play it as a kid, right? So there's not going to be all those stories where it's like, oh, this person had to overcome. There are stories. Oh, like think about in like. Just, it, no, it would be more just, of a time thing. And though. this is like why Scandinavia family, what is the taking gave over. Up for
5: it. But this is why like Scandinavia is taking over. Um, to that point, the barrier entry to play hockey in Scandinavia is well zero because yeah, they fund it for you. They well they fund but they but equipment gets passed down through cuz you you basically when you join a club you like you're AO in that thing. club for life yeah so like the peewees are supplying the Adams and the Adams are supplying the novices oh. their equipment it all passes down so there's so you just you just need to play you just need to show up sign up for a team and if you're good uh, and you'll play at different levels within the organization or you'll time out and mm-hmm. can't continue on because the level gets higher and higher and higher but equipment's essentially free
3: and maybe there isn't like the same rags to riches stories that there is in football and stuff like that, but there's like the international angle, which I think is mm-hmm. so interesting and so overlooked. Yeah, nobody's like, telling. Yak him. is coming in, literally riding on a yak. Yeah, I didn't hear. I, I Remember when he was like praying in the stands when he first mm-hmm. came here? I'm like, oh my god, it's unbelievable. What I, an interesting you know the, exotic player. Yeah, one of the
2: best videos when he walked out and for the first time like saw the arena that he was gonna be playing. But the thing is, they never He's made like, any more content about it. And Poolju is from like north,
3: north, north Finland in a place that's, like, equally remote. And I promise you, if you took a camera crew to where Puliarvi's from and, like, walked around and looked at shit, it'd be unbelievable. So Different just, different than rags-to-riches storylines, but there's still a lot of interesting subtext.
2: So you guys need an investigatory journalist hmm? that's going to go do these
3: stories. Catch you to catch a Predator style. Drink a Red Beezys. <laughs> yeah. And then go figure out where Yak came from.
1: Well, even, like, a guy like Nuge, you could talk about the rags-to-riches story for him, how he quit hockey for a year. Did you know that, him, Chalmers? He no. He couldn't afford
3: it. And when he first got in the NHL, he went and took a check back to his minor hockey league team and wrote him a big, big ass check. I did
5: not know that. That's the thing, and and in, in if if you were hit with that information, you'd probably be more
3: engaged as this fan right now. Yeah,
2: exactly. I'd know more about the players. I mean, I, well, but it would make you the like truth. the team because the, the players truth. exactly right. 100%. But it, 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 I
3: do not know anything about the news. And the only time we came close was when Brandon Davidson was here, and he goes, I know all sorts of stuff about the Nuge. We roomed together on the road. And I go, all I know is that he likes racehorses. Then you came flying in and started talking about how your uncle owned racehorses. And then we never heard Brandon. <laughs> Brandon Davidson never told us a word about the Nuge. That was the closest I came. I really ruined that for you. No, that's okay. I, I like your even story better. No, no, your story's better. <laughs> that's actually why I like this show, is that when there are, like, we're going to do more long-form interviews, right? We're working towards this. It's hard. Yeah, and hopefully JJ being fired makes it easier. Yeah, straight the fuck. Out. It would be awesome to have an
5: Oilers sitting at this table and us having a real conversation about the
2: Wu Tang documentary. Exactly. And why wouldn't they understand that this is
3: going to help them? Because that's not how they have historically thought, and that's why Oilers Nation can rise up in Edmonton, Chalmers. Yeah, and be as big as it is. Yeah, and be bigger than the Journal, and bigger than the Sun, and bigger than all that shit. And yet, if you are wearing Nation gear at the Oilers game, you are sure not to get on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. That is the needlessly contentious attitude. That has prevailed around these parts. Yeah,
0: like the Oilers, their mindset has always been with whoever was in charge with the media relations that we're better than you, and we don't owe you anything, right? Like it was that was kind of the barrier there. It was always like, who are you? We're the Oilers. We're all that matters. Oilers and fans, I'm really fans hoping are that way that better than the but, Oilers, and so, oh, so yes. just, that, without just a, a doubt, yeah?
3: Oilers fans are better than the Oilers. They are. They deserve so much more than the organization has given them since two thousand fucking nineteen ninety. They've got that so ass backwards. I hope to hockey Jesus inst- with a new regime, that attitude changes. Yeah. There's a lot of really good NHL stories that I would like to hear. I think that bringing them out into the market would make everybody like their teams better, regardless of winning and losing. And that's what good journalism does, is it just makes it a richer experience. Anyways, Real Life Podcast. See you next week. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.